Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, bless his holy name and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. Is it good to be in the house of the Lord? If you're happy that you're here to tell your neighbor, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> Amen. And the choir's are saying, that's that. so glad I'm here in Jesus' name. Amen. Could have been dead and gone, sleeping in my grave. <laughs> so glad I'm here. Let us turn one more time to our graces. God, Lord, we come just thankful and grateful just for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we ask right now that you will speak to us through your word right now. Lord, we reveal our hearts to you to have knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And Lord, I pray, let it be all of you and none of me. Speak, for we are listening, we pray. Amen. 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 If you can join me again in the gospel according to Luke, looking at the second chapter, as we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We want to continue to look uh, and, and see about the gift of God. And we're going to look on this morning, the gift of salvation. Uh, I'm going to pick us up. We're going to look at this second chapter, looking at verses 21 to 40. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to bring us down to just verse uh, 25. I'm just going to read that in a hand, but I'm going to stay right there. So keep your Bibles open. Try your best not to fall asleep. See that I'm not telling you a lie. New Living Translation says this way, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all the people. He is a light to the reveal the God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Verse 36, Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple, and she was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was taken, was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth in Galilee. There the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom and God's favor was on him. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. As you take your seat, you help me announce this to your neighbor, the gift of salvation. 
Amen. Help me, help me out. Tell your other neighbor, tell them the gift of salvation. As we're looking at the gifts of God, we're going to deal with the gift of salvation. Last week, we talked about the gift of direction. And aren't we glad that God gives us direction? And so not only did God give us direction, we talked about what come to the light. Amen. How he was a light to the Gentiles out of this darkness. Not only that, and we see it here in this text again, allusion to he is the light to the to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. But before I get into about he is the gift of salvation, can I deal with this morning why they went to the temple? We see here that Jesus has been born. If you look big, uh, back a little bit earlier, God made it a big deal about his baby being born. Anybody here made it a big deal when you had somebody new come into the family? Many, many times, you know, uh, uh, the sign will stay up in the window, right? A baby's born, and it, it used to be blue, but it becomes white because it stayed out in the window so long. You're so happy that the sun's unfaded, but you want everybody to know the balloon stayed out till they lost air and they started sagging on the light bulb. But you want everybody to know that something brand new just happened here. Well, you know, God said, I can, I can top that. I'm going to have the angels show up. So God had the angels show up to the shepherd nearby and say, hey, hey, do you know what just happened? The Christ, yes, the Messiah, yes, the Lord, he is born today. He says, y'all not hearing me? Help out, help me out. So his friends came up and said, glory be God to the highest and peace on earth. And then they caught on, so something, so enough done happened. So they went to go see a baby born in, in, in Bethlehem, laid in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now, to us, we sing this, those songs, we know how he was born, but do you understand how humbly he was born? He was not born in a rich palace, though he was the lineage of David. (laughs) He was not even born in a warm house. He was born in a guest room because there was no room in any, where he had claimed to be, there was no room. He had to search and find a place. To lay down. And then not only that that, 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 that nobody else came but the shepherds to say, wow, this is the son of God. And, 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 and then in Bethlehem, you see, they went from Bethlehem to Jerusalem to go to the temple. She had to wait 40 days. Why does she have to wait 40 days? Because the law requires that. And see, the law requires for her to go to present a sacrifice for her purification. And what I like about it says that it was specific what she brought. She brought what? Two pigeons or two turtle doves. If you look at the law, the law requires a lamb and a turtle dove. But if you cannot afford a lamb, can I say that one more time? If you're unable to afford a lamb, this will do. One thing I like about God's laws, that he gives provisions for those who have not. He said, this is what needs to be done, but if you cannot afford this, I will allow this to be acceptable. Anybody here glad a guy can make an allowance? <laughs> that when one thing won't do, he allows something to be acceptable, and he knows nothing but by his grace and his mercy. Aren't you glad that grace don't come by itself? <laughs> we get grace and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me <laughs> all the days. Of my life, can somebody just look back for a moment? Just look back. Do you see some, do you see some goodness and some mercy? 
Because showing up, he brought you a long, long way. Amen. And, and so we see that Mary and Joseph could not provide what, what needed in the sacrifice, but they came in obedience of the law, not knowing that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. They have their baby. They go to the temple. And while they're also in the temple, not only are they coming for the purification of the mother, but also for the dedication of the child. Now, I learned something new in this text that not only did she dedicate the baby, but she did not redeem the child. Because some would dedicate their baby to the Lord, but then they also have an opportunity to redeem it back for themselves. If you are familiar in our Bible in the Old Testament, Hannah dedicated her child to the Lord, but she didn't redeem him back. She gave him up. He was forever in the temple, dedicated unto the Lord. God has made a point that every firstborn child of, of animal or human being is holy and sanctified and sacred unto him. And he established this when he set them free from Egypt on the great Passover. He made it clear to them that they are holy unto me. And I'm looking at the irony of all of this, right? The firstborn child of Mary, her son Jesus, is holy unto God. Not only does she have to dedicate him, but also God has already said that this is my son who I have sent to redeem you. The angels already announced it. He is already set apart and set aside, but yet they have to be obedient obedient to the law to fulfill what God is doing. And, and, and look what happens. Why they are in the temple being obedient to the law, God has some people there for a specific time and a specific reason. And if you look closely here in the text, did it say how they were dressed? It didn't say how, how rich they were. It just says they were serving in the temple. We get caught up sometimes that we make it into the temple, but we're not serving. We get caught up with what somebody's wearing, what somebody's not wearing, dressing how they're not dressed, how they sing, how they don't sing. But what we need to be concerned about, am I serving the Lord? We get caught up with what we allow society to make church what it is not, instead of looking to the word of God and see what church is. It says that Samuel was in there serving the Lord, and yet God has told him he would not die until he saw salvation. I like that. Not until he saw salvation. And he saw salvation as an infant baby. Just a few months old, and he rejoiced, for he saw Salvation. Now, now I said, Lord, I can go in peace <laughs> because I have seen the salvation of Israel. And, and, and he was excited because he realized that this was a light for the Israelites and a glory for the people of Israel. He is a, a light and a, and, and, a, and a glory. And what I like about it, he's pointing out to us again, Jesus says, I am the light. And he realized that he was a light for the Gentiles, and he's the glory of Israel. And also, can I go a little bit further about this glory? That, that remember, we talked about how we have the weight of glory, and glory is something heavy. 
And this, this glory of Israel was in an infant baby. <laughs> an infant baby oftentimes, you know, don't weigh very much, but yet what he had in front of him was heavy. <laughs> and he was excited to see the glory. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and yet right there he was able to hold the glory in his hands and celebrate. I, I want to highlight somebody to understand that you might not be able to hold an infant baby Jesus in your hand, but so enough, Jesus wants you to know he can hold you. When you allow him to come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, you can behold his glory and you can understand how he can give you peace in the middle of a dark world. Not only was Simeon there serving, look at Anna. Anna was a prophetess, and, and, and look at this aspect. You could see her, that they did not say that she dressed with a hat and a scarf. <laughs> that, that wasn't mentioned of what, the, what was mentioned was how she was serving the Lord. We need to make sure that we don't start judging people by how they dress, but start looking about how they conduct and their character and see, is that becoming of God? Because when we realize that God is not looking at our outward appearance, but he's looking at our hearts, we find out when people start talking about the other stuff, we just got to start praying for their heart because obviously their mind's in the wrong spot. We are not here to keep up appearances, but we are here to lift up the name of Jesus. And it said that all she was consistently in doing and worshiping of God and praying and fasting. And when she saw Jesus while Simon was talking, she says, you know what? I need to get a part of this. And she says, look, this is the redemption of Israel. And so why were they in the temple? They were in the temple because they were obedient unto God. Why were they in the temple? They were in the, in the temple because they had to provide purification for Mary and also to Dedicate the child to God. Why are you in the temple? Did you come for purification? Did you come that nobody can make you why there's no nothing but the blood of Jesus? Did you come for a renewing and a refreshing, just like David says, you know, re refresh my heart, recreate a, a clean heart in me and a new spirit? Did you come? Did you come? Did you come to know him as your Savior? And then to therefore be sanctified and be ye holy for he is holy. Why did you come this morning? Because when you look at why you have come this morning, look at how Simeon and Anna were living. They were living in anticipation of salvation to come. They were living, look how long they were living. They were living a long, long time. So how, how, how could she be living, some, as I suggest, possibly 84 years? And Simeon said, God told him, you weren't going to die till you saw. They were waiting for salvation. Anybody here been praying for somebody? Praying that God will help them out, praying that they will give their hearts to Jesus, not realizing that my hope will not let out because my hope is in him who will not disappoint. And so I can hold out just a little bit longer. Anybody been there before that you could just hold out just a little bit longer, knowing that God is able to do exceedingly above beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine he can supply all our needs so I can just hold out to my God say so because he is able to do it. 
they realized that salvation was on the way. The angels told the shepherds, salvation is here, laying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, born to a poor family, came from humble beginnings just to give us life. That's a gift. Look, look at the provision that he gave to them by just being obedient to the temple. God made provision within the law how they can give an acceptable sacrifice unto them, unto him. Do you understand here what we are similar to Mary and Joseph that when we come to the temple, we don't have an acceptable sacrifice? But yet God says, I'll provide it. you notice they did not have a lamb to bring but John says behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world I was just blown away as I look at it they did not have a lamb to bring but in baby Jesus they had the lamb for the world they needed an individual sacrifice for them to be purified but they were holding the world's sacrifice for the world to be purified. I, I, I look at that and say, oh, thank you, Lord, that when we can't afford it, when we don't have the needs, when we are without, you always step in at the right time. So you see how we have this gift of salvation. Not only do we have this gift of salvation that we can experience in times of worship, but also we understand this gift of redemption. If you look at how Anna was saying this is the redemption, this is the rescuer uh, of Jerusalem, she's pointing out that in order for something to be redeemed, do you understand, our action has to be done, the change of one state from bondage to liberation. And so one has to, be, in order to be redeemed, something has to be purchased or a ransom or release or rescue or deliverance. And so the aspect of this, what are we being saved? What are we being rescued? What are we being delivered from? And I'm looking at this that we, we say, right, I'm, I'm rescued from sin. Save, save, well, sin salvation saves me from sin and death, right? But do, do you understand? Simeon says, now I can go in peace. When he saw salvation, he welcomed death. And the reason why he could welcome death, because when he saw salvation, he saw life. Can I help somebody out? What Jesus is telling when, when he went to a funeral. They've been mourning and weeping. He's already been in the grave for days. I'm talking about Lazarus. He woke up and let them know that, do you understand, he's going to rise again. I know the resurrection is going to come. He says, you're not catching on what I'm saying. I am the resurrection and the life. Any man who believes me, though he may die, yet he shall live. See me saw that right there in baby Jesus. He really, I can go in peace. I'm not scared of that. I have life. The gift of salvation, the gift of redemption, bless us know that no longer am I bonded by this world. Can I help somebody else out that this life that we're living in can be just like a nightmare. And when you have a nightmare or a scary dream that you want to wake up from. And 
when children have scary dreams, they call for their parents. And they want to see someone with loving face over them, let them know everything is all right, that it was just a dream, that what you were facing was not real. Do you understand that when this life is over, we shall wake up to a face of love and a place of joy and a place of peace, knowing that... <laughs> That was just a dream because in, in reality, it will feel like a dream because we're going to be with him for eternity. But yet we have to look upon that. I only will experience the joy of this if I know Jesus now. It is not the time for us to become CEOs. I'm talking about those who come to church on Christmas, Easter only. But it's time to realize I must serve him every day of my life. That is not a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. And when I realize this gift of salvation, I will cherish this gift. Anybody been given a gift that you hold on to? You check it out like every day? Many times we look at some gifts that are exchanging. Definitely within a wedding, the, the person will ask, are you exchanging rings? And when they exchange those rings, many of those couples cherish those rings. And sometimes if they can't wear them anymore, they'll put them on a negative to keep them on. They want to know, everybody know, I'm cherishing this gift that has been given unto me and that a commitment I have given to that person. Can I help somebody? Have you not given a commitment? To Jesus, he says, Jesus, I trust you. I've given my life to you. You are now my Lord. And every day you need to live out that commitment, that oath you have given to him. That people should be able to find you, but I can't find you at home. I'm going to see if there's something going on at the church. To see if you're down there. Because you see how Anna and Simeon were there in the temple waiting for the deliverance of the Lord. I want you to understand, you won't find the deliverance of the Lord at a football game. At a golf course, in the bowling alley, in the club. But you showing up. You showing up. If you want to seek him, you should be able to find him in his house. Because when you come around others that know him, it's amazing how you just start feeling better. Do you understand how Mary and Joseph were just in awe of them hearing them talking about their baby, our Lord, our Messiah, that they saw nothing but a baby at that moment, at the time, coming to understanding of the life that's going to come, but yet they saw what God has revealed to them through the Holy Spirit, that this is just not an ordinary boy. Let me help somebody else out about this gift of salvation. Many moral leaders and other religious leaders are oftentimes are moralists trying to make bad people good. That's why they try to teach you those teachings, do these things so you and you'll be good. But one thing, our gift of salvation through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he did not come to make bad people good, but he came to make dead people alive. <laughs> Woo! He came to make dead people alive. 
What am I being redeemed? I'm being redeemed from the bondage of death, being condemned in hell. But I'm so glad he came to give me life. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to leave you all alone because I'm feeling good. And I can go on forever right now. But I'm going to stop right now before the time can get past. But I want to say this, that this gift of salvation was a gift that we did not want. It was that kind of gift you got, you unwrapped, you checked it out, and you looked at it for the first time and says, they don't know me. (laughs) Going to get me this. I hope they got a gift receipt in here because I'm so enough going to take it back. And and, and the gift that he's giving, because look, 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 you say, how did I not want that gift? Because you was living in sin. You was liking what you were doing. You were loving it. You were doing it so much that everybody told you what not to do. But you said, I'm going to do it anyway. And the reason why, because you were blind, living in darkness. You couldn't tell your left from your right. You didn't know right from wrong. You think what you were doing was right, not knowing you was living wrong. But yet Jesus stepped in. Do you understand that Jesus likes to interrupt stuff? He interrupted funerals. He interrupted weddings. <laughs> he interrupted while he was teaching to feed 5,000. Matter of fact, he was on his way to go raise somebody else. He stopped to, to heal somebody with an issue of blood. The man was mad. Aren't you going to go see that? Don't worry about it. She's going to be all right, too. He, he is full of interruptions. Aren't you glad he interrupted in your life? Could you understand you was on your way to hell? On your way to hell. But he interrupted it. He stepped in and gave you a gift. Said, look here, I have something for you. Where you're going, you you think you like what you're going, but you don't want to go there. But I have something for you that's special. That cannot compare to whatever the world wants to get. The world wants to give you money. That's good. Uh, they can give you some money, but that's going to pass away. The world can give you some physical satisfaction, but you understand there's going to be some times that physical, physical satisfaction won't be enough. The world can give you some stimulus that makes your minds feel good, but you understand those stimulus one day will not be enough. But what I have to give you is greater than this world. And, 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 and look at this text. It says they went to the temple. You look in Revelation. He makes a brand new temple. And you know why he makes a brand new temple? So that you can be in his presence. We should desire to be in his presence more than any place else. And so when he makes a new Jerusalem where the temple is and a new heaven and a new earth, just so we can be his people and he can be our God, he's doing that because he wants to introduce to us what life really is. And so while we're here on this earth, we can get a glimpse of life. Every time we get new interruptions, I was about to lie, but... God interrupted and said, nah, don't do that. I, I was about to go out last night, but God interrupted and said, don't do that. <laughs> I, I was about to steal, but God interrupted and said, don't do that. I was about to cheat, but God interrupted and said, don't do that. I'm so glad that God interferes in my life because I've given him permission. 
I said, Lord, you are Lord, so therefore give me your rules. And I want your rules to be all around me so I know how to live. So show up where I want to be in the temple, hearing the things I need to hear to know the truth that will set me free. And so that's why we have to surrender and be like Simeon and awaiting to see his salvation. And then once we see it, behold it. You see, did not each one grab? And say, man, I want to feel this. Taste and see for yourself the goodness of the Lord. And allow him to give you direction. Allow him to be your gift of salvation. Allow him to redeem you and purchase you because you can't afford it. But yet he'll step in and give you the perfect sacrifice. So then you can now have the perfect life. And what I mean by perfect does not mean it's flawless, but it means you'll be maturing and growing into the measure and the status of Jesus Christ, our Lord, as you trust and obey. If your head bowed, if your eyes closed, Lord, we come right now grateful for this gift of salvation. And, Lord, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and they shall be saved. Lord, we truly surrender to you. You are Lord. We are your slaves. Have your way, Lord, in our lives. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts truly be acceptable in thy sight. So, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Reveal to us, O oh God, our secret faults, so they will not have mastery over us. Lord, we want to repent and change and have a mind to serve and honor you. Lord, help us during this time frame of this season to not get caught up with what society has promoted to us. But, Lord, may we promote to society Jesus Christ, him crucified, and him who rose again. And may they know that there's no better gift than the gift of salvation that you have provided through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. May we stand as thin as hand of disciples. There might be someone here that's looking for a church home. Might be someone here decided to come to Jesus.